Welcome to Humans of Blockchain, the podcast where we will feature original stories from interesting blockchain figures, how they come into the blockchain space, how they manage the challenges in life and their journey to success. My name is Alexandra and I'm the head of marketing at BlockRocket. We are one of the leading accelerator programs for early stage blockchain startups in Germany. As part of our program, we invest up to 250,000 euro in pre-seed and seed blockchain startups. We are looking for the next big thing in the blockchain space. So if you know someone, or if you think you're working on something exciting, then feel free to apply to our program through our website. In our episode today, we would like to introduce you to Christoph Ivanes, CFO of Nuri, previously known as Bifala. Nuri is branded as a new reality banking, where you can buy crypto directly from your bank account while getting an interest rate. I find that idea very fascinating. The first time I met you, Christoph, I was so amazed by your enthusiasm with blockchain. You are so passionate about what you are doing and you have a lot of interesting stories to tell. Um, so would you like to tell me a bit more about yourself and how you come into contact with blockchain and what are the use cases that you are most excited about? Oh, thank you, Alexandra, for, for this good question. Yeah, that, that could be right. Um, I, I tend towards uh, telling anecdotes and uh, doing that with a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> so happy to share here as well. Um, I worked in traditional banking, right, um, um, for a German corporate bank, or mostly uh, being in the corporate business and also having close interbanking relationships. Um, that is basically where my career started. Uh, things I saw um, when I started around the financial crisis were a lot of interbanking transfers, derivative um, markets between banks. And so at the financial crisis, um, when, when Lehman went down, I also saw how these market how these markets uh, behaved during uh, a crisis that it was definitely not digital at all it was it was not um, behaving in, in a perfect way especially like cross-border trade finance a lot of these things suffered a lot when uh, when a piece inside of this puzzle of how international banks are corresponding with each other and dealing with each other um, uh, was, was basically negatively affected so trust issues and then um, some years later I read about this amazing thing called the blockchain perhaps like 2014 2015 I had my daily job in the bank and um, yeah, I think in the evening I sat at my desk. I pretty much still remember how that looked like. I sat at my desk. It was a little bit later. Daily job was done. And I started to read some papers. I think whatever, you know, McKinsey, Deloitte, um, they, they sometimes publish uh, papers on how they think the market um, will evolve, um, upcoming trends. And then I read a paper about this blockchain thing. And I, I, I knew what I heard the word before. I knew what Bitcoin basically was, like this magic internet money. Some nerds were um, doing online transactions, whatever. I heard of it and saw perhaps in TV uh, people um, behave uh, in that uh, environment uh, once or whatever. So and and then obviously when I read how it is behaving, how transactions are done on the blockchain, how how basically value can be transferred internationally. Um, completely trustless, completely peer-to-peer, that was very much speaking to me because it solved the issues I have seen some years before. And the gut feeling I, I had all of the time, this, there needs to be a better way to do this, right? Then it cannot be that if bank A wants to send money to bank B, that it, it's running over two other banks in the middle. And if one of them has financial trouble, the whole the whole chain of transaction uh, is breaking down. And at the very end, uh, 
like for example, trade finance customers are very negatively affected by that. And that is basically playing back into the real economy. And being an economist, I tend towards efficiency and how can you make things better and uh, markets uh, more perfect. And then when you read about the blockchain the first time that now it's possible, the trust problem is solved by the distributed ledgers. Um, and so, so if one link in the chain is not functioning anymore, the rest still works perfectly. We see that today, Bitcoin has worked over 10 years absolutely perfectly. Every bad news, China throwing out the miners, Bitcoin doesn't care. Bitcoin is the honey badger in that sense. And it shows the resilience of a new sort of technology. Oh, that's interesting. So um, you are also a very successful founder of the blockchain space in Germany right now. And I wonder what are the challenges that you have overcome in your life? Um, would you like to tell me a bit more about your life goal and how you plan to achieve it? And what are the important milestones in your life? Thanks for the question. The deep going one. Um, <laughs> so the thing is, I personally, I don't have like this this one life goal, right? Like living living uh, on a Caribbean island or something like that and seeing myself there with a Lambo and just beach house or whatever. Definitely not. So um, I'm deeply motivated by making things better and more efficient. So it's moving me to... Had to, um, if I see things, just very simple example, you sit in a restaurant outside and you see there is a waiter who's like every time going in and out, but like if he's going in, he, he's forgetting to take the, the, the used dishes and needs to go twice. Like this is like, it, it, I have a moment of friction when, when I just see mm. that. So things which are not running efficiently and which could for all of us, basically, like I don't really make it too big, right? But for all of us, the world, making things just more efficient and being being better uh, with handling our resources and making more out of the resources which are available to us if i can play a part in there um that would be great for me that would that would make my mm -hmm. personal yeah my purpose fulfill my purpose and make me definitely happy and uh, if you break that down to be able to perhaps make banking which is like in the heart of the economy which um, which can influence a lot of overall efficiencies in the economy. And if, if I'm able to play my part to make banking better by adapting a new sort of technology and paving the way for it, um, making it, uh, creating more understanding and taking down the hurdles for bankers and banking to use a new technology and which allows us to make transactions in different markets, very different markets, financial transactions, transactions overall, more efficient, more direct, more international, um, that would make, um, that would already uh, help me a lot to say, okay, ah, I, I made see. it. <laughs> sure. So is that why you move into working with Nuri? Um, what do you like about working with Nuri so far and how's the journey with them? So exactly. So I think <laughs> the biggest difference between um, working like 10 years in a banking group and uh, and working now for a Berlin startup, um, there's a huge difference. It's it's the purpose and the values of, of your work and how that plays together and the mission uh, of, of, of the company you're working for and, and having these aligned. Um, I, I sometimes uh, um, I talk about the, uh, that example that when I was like working for this banking group, the company culture that was, I think, a thing in the intranet. There was a page for that, I guess. 
And um, I think if you would have searched it, you would have found it, but nobody would have been able to quote the the company culture or like the text we have on, on that page. So you just work there to have perhaps uh, to, to bring money home, to have a career of mm-hmm. sorts. Um, but nobody worked there because of a, a deeper fulfillment of your own purpose and that the company culture, the values of, of, of the company are kind of aligned to, towards yours. I think it was just the other way around. If, if your personal values of how to work were not aligned, you had a friction point and you felt that something perhaps is not right. And um, I still remember the first day I met um, the, the original Bitwala Nuri founders in Berlin, and we talked about what they uh, intended to do, and uh, that I joined this journey and become kind of an adopted co-founder, and we built this new product together. And when, like, we talked two hours, there wasn't a job interview. There was like two hours talking about a thing we mutually want to build and achieve, and. And today I can give that a name because I, at that day, I, I, in the evening, I went home amazed by the conversation and like still excited to be possibly a part of that. And today I know what it was. It was like that for the first time we talked about something we could do together, like work, which was fulfilling my purpose. I was like moved in my purpose at that day and and uh, drawn towards that. And um, today being a part of that journey, um, also like the mutual company values they are part you know i can i'm able to transport as being one of the top managers being able to shape a little bit with my values the overall company values and the other side how the company by the others is set up that is already capturing my values and and there's a huge overlap so every day i go to work is it feels right it feels like this is the thing and how we do it um which is like yeah this is a comfortable environment for me i'm completely in Uh, embedded by that and have not these friction points yeah i think it is that that if you love your work and you don't feel so much like working it's just like you know you're doing um your hobbies um so um what are the customers that you think nuri attract the most what would it benefit who would it benefit so um I, I think um, the the achievement we already ha- have shown throughout the years, and uh, we have quite a, a lot of new customers coming in, um, uh, quite some good um, uh, reviews. So I think we already nailed a certain point and and made something really right. And that I think is um, to build a bridge from from people who understand how your daily financials work. You have your online banking, perhaps you use PayPal, so you have the usual financial apps. And then you have heard of this upcoming crypto environment. Uh, there, there is a thing called DeFi. You have heard of that, um, but it's like when, when you start googling around and and making yourself away into that, it very fast becomes very complex because the mm-hmm. crypto the crypto community is it's is very engaged. So if you go on crypto Twitter and you follow some channels, very fast there's a lot of wording which is like very overwhelming because it's, the crypto mm-hmm. community is very close to each other. So there's a lot of their own memes it's kind of close to outsiders and on the other hand with with each other they are very very deep and and uh, you can be completely overwhelmed by that and to to make this more approachable more accessible i think that is what bidwala and nuri has achieved to to pave a way for people who want to do more with their money and 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 invest as part of their of their of the the wealth they have available into into crypto products and to give that a touch of uh, of of the um, 
of the experience of your usual financially daily life. So you can use your usual habits. You don't have to read yourself in for several days and still feel a little bit of, am I doing this right? Could I lose money? Um, is there something strange happening? No, the whole experience feels very much um, uh, um, like, like the learned experience in the usual financial products. Hmm, yeah, I see. I think that's a really good idea because for myself, when I first learned about blockchain, there are so many buzzwords that I you know, need to find out. And for just a common user who wants to get access to crypto you know, in the most in the easiest way possible, I think Nuri is a really good choice. Um, but then do you think Nuri will completely replace the traditional banking system yeah. and then we will have more banks like you in the future? Yeah. So um, that's exactly on the point, Alexandra. Um, we don't see our competitors being crypto exchanges. And um, so I always correct people when they put us into the bucket of you are just a, a crypto exchange with a bank account. No, we are a bank and a bank account with, with a crypto feature. Yeah. And um, so uh, that is exactly right. I think we, we basically shift a little bit the paradigm of how a bank in the future will look like. Um, and we are a first case and 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 the first product, which um, I very much believe in the future. Um, even like the the legacy banks, um, the Deutsche banks and commerce banks and uh, and the likes. Ten uh, years later, they will partially look like us and adopt how we um, how we manage to integrate crypto and and blockchain based financial products. Um, that will set an example, and 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 and, uh, and again, like uh, we see there ourselves a little bit as a new paradigm. Um, I think one thing we still right now and also in the future will differentiate us and make us us better. And so it's not just like pressuring more features into a bank account, right? So if Commerce Bank, for just an example, uh, is also integrating an easy crypto access into their existing bank account. I still believe that we will have the better product because these, <laughs> these online bankings, these the bank accounts you currently see, they originally were not made for the digital world. They were made for a yeah, branch. That's true. And very late, they started, okay, we see this online banking. Yeah, we now need to do this as well. Then it was mobile. Yeah, okay, now we need an app as well. So, you know, but we have built that originally. That is, we started there and, and, um, and we don't have to move there. So it feels very much more authentic, original, and it will stay like that. The whole uh, the whole experience is built digital, only digital pure, and also in the next 10, 15 years will be a better digital experience like a traditional bank. Yeah, that's true. I like the experience that Nuri provides. Very user-friendly. Even your design of the card looks so creative, um, so relatable. <laughs> um, so another question is, it is said that blockchain will help many people who do not have access to banking can now transfer money easily all over the world. Mm, it's still hard for me to imagine it, given if people are not familiar with banking or technology and if they live in rural areas, how could they be exposed to you know, banking and blockchain to yeah. even then you know, know about transferring cryptocurrency and then exchange to fiat money? Like, um, how do you make it um, possible for everyone to use it? And yeah. how can we make it happen? Um, unfortunately, there, there's kind of a trade-off, and uh, obviously, this banking the unbanked is, is, a, is a very early Bitcoin promise. And and now, when stable coins are becoming more a thing, uh, you saw um, uh, Libra now DM also basically trying to to solve that problem, and it's it is a problem. People 
don't have bank accounts, but obviously you need them if you want to have want to be a small entrepreneur in a country in which you don't have easy access to to a bank account. But so you want to do your finance financials. Um, how do you set that up? And so I think it, it, it's also an, it's an issue for um, enabling people to make more out of their life for economic growth, especially in rural areas, especially in developing countries. Um, to close this gap and solve the problem of being unbanked and partially being unbanked, I would say that that could contribute a lot to to a, a better a better world and and more well-being and um, uh, and closing also wealth gaps and inequalities. So that would be a great thing. Um, but we have seen this huge pushback against Libra. Um, we, we see the pushback against any efforts to make Bitcoin more accessible, like El Salvador and, and the IMF directly pushing against that perhaps they are rolling out wallets to all El Salvadorians and initiating um, peer-to-peer transactions throughout the whole country. And um, so, so where is this pushback coming from? Um, it's, it's coming from the whole fear of money laundering, terrorist financing, criminal uh, activities. So basically fear dictates a little bit how we, how we approach this topic, um, which has a lot of positive, uh, potential positive outcome. And so it's, you know, what, what is overweighting? And I would say currently the people in charge, obviously, um, are the people who are benefiting from the inequality. They are sitting on the good side of inequality. Mm-hmm. They are they are tending in and uh, the the whole discussion towards safety, uh, um, no terrorist attacks. So and and basically um, prohibiting the up the downside of the status quo. But what what about these people here? They they have a lot of upside, and so th- that we prevent th- that we make the people these people's life a little bit safer, which are already pretty well off uh, in this world. And um, we, we basically keep these people low. And that is a little bit not not okay with me. <laughs> you, you mm. see, I think you feel yeah, that. Yeah, I know what that you mean. Yeah. Of time. Um, and so I think technology can help. Um, I think we will need uh, better um, better tooling to basically show these people on Wall Street in the U.S. Senate. Let's face it, uh, which are dictating also the tone in in worldwide crypto regulation and um, uh, the EU Commission, perhaps not to forget. Um, to, to convince these people that crypto and also in the future stable coin transactions, wallet to wallet, this setup can technically be enabled in a way that the fears they have for, from it, that they can be solved. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a third angle, privacy issues. I, I'm not so much on that side. Um, some, some, some people in the crypto environment are very much about privacy. I personally, I tend to more towards efficiency and, um, and, and economic growth. And, and then on the other side, come on. If that is on the cost of, of privacy to solve the security issues, I would be okay with that. I think we cannot solve all of the, the issues. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's no solution for everything. So, for example, if um, Nuri is a bank and because you mentioned about money laundering and everything. So, if with uh, Bitcoin, you know, if we buy crypto with Nuri, then how do you then make sure, you know, for the government that, like, it is safe with you, like, you, know, you are good? Yeah. So, and um, having a product in a developed market, we are uh, available throughout the European economic area. Um, the, the requirements here are already strict. So what we do and uh, what the important part is, is to identify your customer. So basically everybody who opens a bank account plus a wallet, 
and having this very easy way to settle between those two worlds with us needs to identify themselves with, with, a, with a passport and a small video call. Um, that is a high level. So there have been obviously crypto exchanges in less regulated areas, which, um, for example, have uh, very easier um, ways to, to onboard yourself. And where you, if you want, you perhaps more easily can cheat and create a fake account. So fake accounts are obviously a problem throughout the world and, and they, um, they are enabling money laundering. So we have kind of a high standard on that side. The second thing we do is like a lot of transaction monitoring. Um, so we use tooling. We have a small team, which is currently not so small anymore. So our compliance team is approaching 10 employees. That is not small. That is an investment from our, our side to being able to combine convenience for our customers. And even if a customer, you know, it even can be that you don't intend to do anything fraudulent or malicious, but you just have like a, a kind of transaction behavior, which is similar to someone who's perhaps you sent three times 10,000 euros to someone because you bought a car and you, th you paid in three charges. I don't know. But you know, that looks very much like, like uh, money launderers who just sent like a little bit under 10,000 euros to not be over certain thresholds uh, to other people. These people draw the money out and, and, and are gone. So you would look a little bit similar, but, and we, but we need to distinguish that transaction from that. And at the very end, uh, we have a lot of software, which helps us to identify, but then you also need a small team to talk to people. And obviously nobody likes if they get an email, ah, sorry, we need to write you what <laughs> happened there on your bank account. But, but we actually do that to, to keep you in as much convenience inside of the product as any possible. And if you can explain what happened, then obviously to, um, to close the issue and, and, and allow you to just continue to use the product. Mm, okay, interesting. Um, so what is your outlook on blockchain? Um, what is exciting and uh, how will the space develop as a whole, in your opinion? Um, the time we take this interview, I think it's hard to not say that NFTs are not it's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this, so what, and what excites me so much about the whole NFT development, um, before the NFT movement, cryptocurrencies, DeFi investments, yield farming, um, that was appealing a lot to people who use other financial products a lot, who are also investing in stocks, perhaps do a little bit with derivatives. Um, so th that was people who already um, tried to make more out of their money and played around with a lot of other solutions as well. I would say a lot of people don't like to do that. A lot of people just want to have their money and easily invest, but really don't have, they, they don't tend towards optimization and locking in their bank accounts every second day. People try to avoid that mostly. So the bigger part of the, uh, of, of, of society. But NFTs are playing in a completely different field. They are playing in sports, gaming, art. <laughs> Areas in which people love to talk about, people love to go into apps and and do uh, st stuff in that in, in that regard. Um, so um, it, it, basically, the first time blockchain products have evolved into an area in which the mass market, the mainstream, actually even likes to to be involved in and to, to handle it and and to look at it to uh, to deal with it. And uh, I think that has crossed a huge chasm. Um, And um, so that is obviously very, very exciting for the space, for the adoption of the technology overall. 
And um, so I think there will be, a, a, again, a spillover effect into the other direction. So if you already own um, a piece of art or like a, like sports trading cards on a wallet, on a basically uh, the whole thing is on the Ethereum blockchain. And then I tell you, hey, there are other pro pro products on the Ethereum blockchain. You already have a wallet and you perhaps can invest in that too. I think that will have a, a po very positive effect going back also to financial products in that space. Oh, so may I ask what NFT you have bought so far? <laughs> I own a Nuri NFT. <laughs> oh, Nuri NFT. What is and, that? And the thing is, um, uh, it, it was even for free. So I, I have an NFT. I didn't buy one yet um, because um, I'm, I'm not really good and, at, at judging prices. And you always should only buy what, what, you, what you understand. I'm not hmm. really good with digital art. I don't play <laughs> sports trading cards games. Um, uh, I play a lot of games. You see a board game up there. I play a lot of games, but none of them is, 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 uh, has digital items. Um, so um, so I, I'm, I'm very excited about it, but I'm not an investor. I invest in products I understand. But I have an NFT on my wallet from our rebrand from Bitwala to Nuri. We created on for every employee um, a unique piece of design with a new Nuri design and transferred to our employees' wallets. Oh, is it like a logo or? Exactly. A... It's, it's like ah. playing with our design patterns and, and, and each of them is a little bit different. So what, has, what is the reason why you change your name from Bitvala to Nuri, may I ask? Yeah, a good, a good question. And a lot of our customers um, still wonder a little bit. So if I meet um, people um, you now in, in this summer, you started to see people a little, uh, again a little bit more often and you have a more casual um, conversation. You obviously can ask, hey, what do you think about the rebrand? A lot of people are saying the colors, awesome, the new design, mm -hmm. love it. But why the name? Why did you change the name? Why the name? Um, we originally didn't want to. We wanted to stay with the old name and just the new design. But in the whole process, you work with like creatives, you work with an agency, like people who are really experts. The question always came up. So if we make an overhaul, if you if we go deeply into the whole brand, should we not also talk about the name? I said, okay, let's talk about it. And the thing with Bitwala as a name is the bit reminds a lot of Bitcoin. It originally was only Bitcoin-only product. Yeah. But we believe the space is much wider than, than Bitcoin-only. And I, we think it will limit us um, as, as a name, a part of the name. And then the Vala also, is, it has a, even a meaning, and but... Uh, it's it kind of a little bit, Vala was a little bit nerdy and and more inclusive. And we wanted mm. to have a very accessible name, speaking to a broader audience, um, which doesn't have this like, is this an insider? You know, like the whole bit, bit as I said before, the Bitcoin community, it's on, it's on Twitter and everything. It has a lot of memes and its own things. And so to have a more... A neutral name for us was it was an um, opportunity to create to to stay true to our promise of the product to be open for everyone and um, and having a a broader mainstream approach yeah, that I would say yeah and I the, love how it translates into Nuri new reality like I'm so excited actually to own a card from Nuri because then you know like normally if I buy crypto I have to transfer money from my bank to the exchanges and then, you know, it takes some time, but now I can buy directly, which is so convenient. <laughs> so um, finally, because you are a very interesting founder, I have two questions for you personally. Um, so what would you do if you would be 20 again and at a university right now, but you don't have the, the money and the reputation you have like today? 
Um, what I completely missed out on and um, I, I felt like always being in a rush and I needed to achieve the next thing and make the, I didn't take my time um, to make an international year. I, I studied only in Germany it was, was good, um, but um, I had a lot of international um, touch points later at work, did some international projects. Now, obviously working in a fully international team, like I, I didn't count it anymore, but Nuri has 30, 40, uh, perhaps more nationalities, company languages, English. Um, so I would have loved to have an even more uh, international um, uh, a year a little bit earlier to, to, yeah, for, for more just like cultural touch points. I think it would um, would even have been for me uh, the, the better ramp up into into a work life uh, in, in that regard. Um, so and also like to see more, learn more and um, also language wise at, uh, at the beginning, a little bit hard time with English. So um, that definitely is, is <laughs> one of the things. Um, also, um, yeah, obviously you would choose a little bit the subjects a little bit differently. Um, I didn't, as I said, also a thing I said before, it took in, in, my, in, in my professional life quite some while until I understood company culture, company value issues and how much they can be a driver. If I would go back at the beginning of my studies, I would try to get something in, which is more like, um, at that time we called it HR, or like, but mm -hmm. in that regard, a little bit um, correlated to perhaps even like psychology, you know, workforce psychology and motivation psychology. That would have been, I think, a very good uh, ramp up for, for what I'm doing right now. No, yeah, that is very correct. I think people with different personality are with, with different position. And that's also something that we didn't learn at school so much. Uh, more like, you know, after we go to work. So um, what topics expect you to work on in the next 20, 30 or 40 years if you have so much money and you can do whatever you want? <laughs> um I um, I still believe like um, that our mission with Nuri is uh, is successful. Um the whole world is still quite analog. There is still a lot of digital job to do. So I'm not, um, I can write perhaps an HTML page or something like that. I'm not really a programmer. So I, but I want to play my part in making the world a little bit more digital and, and helping people with digital solutions because I really think they, um, they can make the world more efficient so they can free resources. We can invest in other things. For example, climate change is a huge, huge, huge problem. Um, and I think we will need all of the time and resources uh, available um, to solve this, uh, this issue. So if we can solve some things in, the, in our economy in a digital better uh, way, I think that can free uh, some of these resources. Um, and um, so I will most likely work on, on digital solutions with, with young teams. I'm, I'm very much engaged by when young founders are approaching me and say, hey, Christoph, how did you solve that? Uh, can, how do you have a tip here? Can you help us there? Can you make an intro to somebody who helped you there and um so if i'm if i can be of help um, I, I love to do that um but i also i'm i'm a very hands-on person so i don't my, see myself like even after a time afternoon whenever that may be um just being um, in an advising role or like in a boards etc i see myself very much doing things like going in, making my hands dirty, even perhaps smaller teams where I can do my things on my own. I, do, I don't need an assistant for, for my, for my, for my uh, making my schedule. You know, I, I love to do things my own. Um, and um, so most likely I will be involved in that. 
Interesting. I can totally see you not as a mentor, but also as an investor, and you know, like giving really good advice for startup and also involving you know the management role. Um, so when you say about you want to make like create digital solution, uh, what are some of the things that you have imagined in the future? So the thing is, um, um, I think. There's like the banking market. We don't have to speak about. It. It's not as digital as it should be. A lot of customers have really friction points. Insurances even worse. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> the insurance industry is less innovative than banking, which, which is a, a hard thing to do. And even 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 worse, uh, public services. I'm highly annoyed by um, how much time you have to invest, how much friction points you have. If you want to have any yes, public yes. service, <laughs> you want to change the number, number play the license on your car, it's things like that. It's, like, uh, it's just unbelievable. So that would motivate me a lot. Um, on the other hand, I couldn't work for the public service myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the that's true how inefficient it is in itself but like to create solutions so that they can adapt it perhaps that would be an area in which i think um i would see a lot of purpose yeah yeah that would be so helpful you would save so many people including myself i had to wait three months to get my residence card when i arrived in germany <laughs> Okay, thank you. That's such an, an interesting conversation. Um, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. And I wish you the best of luck with your blockchain journey and creating more digital solutions uh, for our society. Thank you, Alexander. Thanks for the talk. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion. Remember to subscribe to our channel to get up to date with the latest news in the blockchain space. Links in the description box below. Please also reach out to us if you are a blockchain startup or know anyone who's looking for funding. Talk soon.